What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And as always, we're coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. Of course, I am your host, Rich. Of course, because you can tell by my voice, feeling a lot better than I was a week ago. <laughs> and of course, I'm joined this week by my compadres, my cohorts, my friends. First up, he is the man who this past week dropped no less than five tons of salt on the streets of Binghamton to keep everybody safe. That's Ron. What's well, happening? It was a little bit more than five tons. Okay, okay. So sorry, I was under, I was underneath a little bit. All right, just shoot me. Sometimes, you know, I gotta, I gotta keep you realistic. Sometimes, so the real numbers, we gotta pat them a little bit in the other direction. And of course, the other man, he doesn't need an introduction. But yeah, he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. It's hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the leader of the Minnows Gang, and of course, is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth. And the legend rolled into one ginger bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Diesel. Who wants to play Ucky Mouth? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> not me, obviously. Uh, if you guys are not tuned into Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions.com. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, including some brand new shows like 3FN After Dark, which is a new pilot we're trying. Uh, you guys will just have to understand, because uh, I'm not going to go into detail here, but I did with them. I have had one hell of a fucking week, folks. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's just say that I am I am ducking and dodging like my name is Barry fucking Sanders, baby. And I'm making it happen. Uh, by hook or by crook, I'm going to make it happen. God damn it. But leave it alone. The world burning down on my birthday week, because that's right. This upcoming Saturday, January 15th, I'll be 39 years old. But uh, in between then and there, hopefully we make it there in one piece. Uh, how was your week this past week, Diesel? Not too bad. Didn't do too much. Uh, worked here at the lovely Dragon Master Games on Saturday. And on Sunday, I just stayed home and did nothing. It was a nice day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's about it. It's been a really quiet week for me. That's awesome. That's. I wish it was for me as yeah. well. Ronald, how's the week been other than very busy at work? Uh, super busy at work. Working over the weekend of starting on Friday for the 72 hours. I worked 36 and a half of them. Uh, Damn. Because people don't want to work overtime. So uh, then Sunday, we all know in this area, we had an ice storm, which they didn't decide to call us in until it was already a sheet of ice. <laughs> and well, and I got the short straw of doing, if you know, in Binghamton, the 607 area, the south side, I got the south side hills. <laughs> so, uh, and mind you, I lost traction once and almost took out a guy's brand new truck. But somehow... Made it by, and he just gave me the compliment of, I'm glad you were behind the wheel. I'm like, oh, hell, I go, you must have been praying, because I know damn well I didn't have anything to do with it. Wasn't but, you. But then, you know, we made it through. It was, you know, to everybody that was upset that they felt that we dropped the ball, it's an ice storm, people. It was Sunday. You should just stay at home. Watch football. Yeah, the uh, problem was it was bad. It was, like, encased in cars. Like, yeah. like there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Only so much you can do. Uh, but our Wednesday group, we finished the book. 10, I think, of uh, the Dungeon in a Box. We made it to the final boss of that book, and it was basically just feed the hag a bunch of magical items just so she blows up. Because if you actually tried to fight her, she probably would have killed us. Which is just one little side... You know, it, it's one of those things to try. you have to try to figure out. Feed her. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, then the one dragon that's been pseudo-harassing us, helping us type of deal for her own agenda showed up to take the Living Star... That is in the shape of a basically sea tur turtle, and uh, I was just annoyed at this point in time. So if you don't, even if you don't think that something's going to work, give it a shot anyways, because dice rolls are a thing. Because I just look at the DM and I'm like, "Yep, uh, uh, charisma saving throw, whatever, saving will saving throw, uh, <clears throat> wisdom saving throw," and it's like, and they're just like, "Oh, she fails." I'm like, "Okay, she's a mouse." Yep, I polymorphed a dragon <laughs> to a mouse. 
And then we basically super glued it to the ground and gave her an option to either die or leave us alone and we'll help you where we can. And she, then our barbarian decided to step on it because he was raging, which obviously pops it back to a dragon, but she was still glued to the ground. So then we just killed her and said, that's what happens. <laughs> and me as a dragonborn cleric just looked at it and said, I hate dragons and walked away. <laughs> By the way, we also call that Leroy fucking James. <laughs> <laughs> so, so once again, if you don't, sometimes you just got to go absurd and just to change things up a little bit. Just, but it's the second time that there was a kind of a pseudo boss monster that I turned him into a mouse. Nice, I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Man, yeah, yeah it's been a great week. <laughs> We're gonna leave it at that. If you're on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash8122productions. I know, cheap plug, one dollar a month. Help us, support us. It's always wonderful. But uh, you can find out between three of it after dark, and then the update before the show. You can find out exactly how wonderful my uh, so far birthday, but my birthday week is a gift that keeps on giving, <laughs> and I'm dodging the gifts. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> All I'm saying, maybe it's uh, for the young kids out there. Barry Sanders might not be, uh, you know, and not Bernie Sanders. Barry Sanders <laughs> might not be uh, a reference you understand. So we should have to go with uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry for the <laughs> Titans. I think that that's the new it running back. So, yeah. By the way, though, good news for me. My uh, favorite Las Vegas Raiders are in the playoffs. So there we go. The Vegas Raiders, baby. Woo! I got to watch the Rams just screw up, even though they were already... And let the 49ers into the playoffs. Yes, these freaking idiots. We haven't been able to run a ball through their freaking defensive line all game. Three and seven, we decide to run the freaking ball to get through the defensive line. Guess what didn't happen? Yeah, exactly. Freaking idiots. I just want to say, my team got to play the villains of of the NFL, as always, as... Everybody was hoping for that damn tie. And uh, with two seconds left in the game, we kick a 47-yard field goal and say, have a nice day, Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to the playoffs. <laughs> I'm good with it. I was great with it. Uh, I, I also want to throw out uh, about the Rams. You guys get something cool out of it, though, because you will be taking part in the first Monday night football uh, playoff game against the oh, yeah. Arizona Cardinals this upcoming yeah. week. And that's the first time that a playoff game has been on a Monday night. So yeah. that's a pretty big deal. That, that's a big deal. But the problem is we haven't been able to beat Arizona this year either. So. Yeah, well. I mean, you know what? Somebody's got to go home. It is the playoffs. If you're asking me right now, the, the, the Arizona Cardinals are right for the picking for you guys because those guys have been uh, dropping the ball lately. Yeah. Some pretty shitty teams. They, they have. Uh, I will give you that. But it's because it's interconference. They're, they always play harder. And yeah. it, I mean, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. It's the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, we get the uh, Cincinnati Bengals on my birthday. So the Bengals have not won a playoff game since 1991. So I'm hoping that they don't decide to win a playoff game on my birthday and the Raiders get to the next round. I have no illusions that the Raiders are going to the Super Bowl because we're not. However... However, one playoff win would be pretty fucking awesome, yeah. especially after the real shit-tastic year we've had and somehow pulling it together to go 4-0 at the end of the season, make a playoff berth happen and uh, against all odds. So yeah. it's a cool season. I'm no, just I, happy that they've done good. I'm happy for everybody's teams that made it. Like, sorry, I, the Saints I, almost pulled it off. Uh, the Saints needed the, the, the Rams to win. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> Listen, I was hoping. <laughs> Yeah, but they did do their job. They did pick off Atlanta. They had a good season, winning season. But uh, So two out of the three of our teams, and if Ken M was here, his Buffalo Bills are? Mm, they have zero chance in hell. Come on, do the bit. What are they doing this upcoming week for the playoffs? They're reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, fucking. I love it. I like make, you can only do the bit for so much longer. The football season's almost over. Oh, no, that, that's year-round. By the way, <laughs> I am rooting for the Bills to go to the Super Bowl because I have a good authority that I can get Ken M to jump through a fucking table if they go through go to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, but then they're still going to lose. It doesn't matter. I just need him to jump through a table because that'd be fucking great. Bill's Mafia, baby. <laughs> Bill's Mafia. Can we get that on tape for 607 Podcast? We'll put it live on twitch.tv slash 607 Podcast. Yeah, that's right. It'll happen. I promise. I promise. Anyways, speaking of which, I'm getting all these plugs out. Let's get the plugs out of the way, shall we? Of course, uh, if you would like to chat about us about anything or give us something to talk about or just say hi, hit us up on the social medias. We're Three Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at Three Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Use the hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. For all the links and find out everything about what we do here at 8122 Productions, it's simple. Go to 8122productions.com. Find out everything about the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, 607 TWS. Horror Zone 607, and much, much more. 
you know, it's a good one-stop shop. Everything's there. The link to the T Public store is there. If you want to support us and buy some swag, you can go ahead and click it up there. Also, the link for patreon.com slash 8122productions is there. I think I spoke about it enough. And of course, like I just mentioned, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Link is there as well. Of course, every Monday night, we're live on Twitch for 607TWS. Myself and Ken M from the ODPH talking all things pro wrestling. So check that out every uh, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch or anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. We put it out later that night after we're live. Uh, outside of that, if you forget any of those links, it's simple. Just look in the liner notes to this show below and booyah kasha, there we are. Of course, you know how to find us because you're listening to us now, but to help spread the word of nerd, let everybody know we're on every podcatcher out there on the website, 8122productions.com. We have links up for like Spotify and Google Podcasts and of course, Apple Podcasts and every place under the sun. And if we're on something, let us know. Good Pods is on there too. And you know what? Make sure you're subscribing to us so you get the show. Subscribe or follow because, sorry, some of them are follows. And you get the show delivered to you automatically each week. Plus, if there's bonus shows and everything else because those are going to be starting to roll out in the new year and everything else. So, you know, let's, let's, let's you know, make a trend together. And also, if you've not rated the show, please give us a five-star rating on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. It does really help out the show and it costs you absolutely nothing but means the world to us. Jeez, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost, you know, I'm getting better about getting this, all these opening plugs out, getting the business end out of the way. It's just been a rough week. <laughs> I'm glad my voice is back, though. Because, man, when I was editing last week's podcast with my uh, voice going out, whew, I was like listening to it like, man, I did sound like shit. Like complete and utter shit. So I'm glad to at least sound yeah. normal again. All right, you know what? We don't have a lot of it this week because, like, the second half of the show, let's just throw it out there. We got Jesus Movie Triple stuff. So we got the box office. We got the upcoming films. And, of course, we have the top three of the week. And then, of course, uh, instead of Jesus Movie Club, we're not doing a movie this week for the second week in a row. Last week, we did the nerdies. This week, we are focusing on the upcoming films of 2022. We're going to tell you about some stinkers, some good ones, some bad ones, the bombs. We're going to tell you even about the ones that we're putting on the docket that we will be probably reviewing. Of course, things might change and move around because... That's the way of the world, but, you know, these are the tentative date in release. And, of course, that means that we'll be on our schedule for reviews for the year for Jesus Movie Club. Next week, we will return to the review format as myself and Ron will spoil for Diesel, uh, but because uh, he doesn't care. But we will be reviewing Scream 2022 right here on the Three Fat Nerds podcast, just so you know. With that being said, though, uh, let's uh, kick off the second part of the first half of this show the only way we know how. With this week's edition of the Nerd News. Ah, da, da. Da, da, da. I don't know why, whenever I do the news, by the way, I always think of that, uh, remember the, have you ever seen the anchor and the old guy uh, reporter fighting over the tenant thing? Where the guy's like, hey, get her back here. Ask her questions. Maybe you should do your job. And the guy's like, yeah, well, I could teach you a thing or two about editing. Remember, I was your boss. And the anchor man goes, yeah, the key word there was because you got your ass fired from it. It's so good. It was a live on air fight. For nice. some reason, whenever I think about news stuff, I think about that. Nice. It's kind of funny. Although, let's talk about the train wreck right up front. Because once again, we're coming to you with 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 with, with heads slunk. Hearts are, 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 are saddened. Bad news right up front. Uh, just yesterday, because uh, we, as you know, we record on Mondays. Comes out on Patreon on Mondays. Everybody else on Tuesdays. But uh, Sunday, we got the bad news that uh, one of the greatest dads in TV history, one of the funniest comedians on the planet, and you know what? Another guy that you don't hear too many bad things about from his peers. Of course, we're talking about the great Bob Saget has no longer with us. Uh, he passed away at the age of 65 in an Orlando hotel room. Police said that there uh, was no signs of foul play. Uh, no uh, confirmation of death has been released yet. Obviously, probably investigation plus family. Uh, as in all, in all honesty, and as a comedian, I think he'd respect this. I hope he went out the way he loved, and that would be hooker and blows. <laughs> uh, if, if he had blowing hookers and that's how he went out, that's a great way for uh, Bob Saget. If you guys uh, you know, know, you know. Uh, of course, most famous for playing uh, Mr. Tanner, on, Tanner on the uh, Full Houses. And of course, also as the host of America's Funniest Home Videos mm -hmm. for many, many years. 
which was basically uh, somebody put it on the uh, internet earlier. I saw somebody put it up. It was YouTube before YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have to wait weekly to watch YouTube videos, pretty yep. much, and that's really what it was. Or the other one that I saw that you brought your cat videos before YouTube did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It really was YouTube before YouTube, if you think yeah. about it. Uh, of course, you know, really sad news part about it is, and I think it's going to strike a nerve, especially with Diesel. Do you re- realize that the sole survivor of the starring of the movie Dirty Work is now Artie Lang? Yes. Yeah, Norm is gone. Yep. Bob yeah. is gone. Artie Lang is left standing. How the fuck did Artie survive everybody else? That's yeah, insane. I, I By the way, that. Artie's feeling it too. I was oh, yeah. to Artie Lang because he just lost Norm, who was a good friend of his. Yeah. Bob is also saying it was also a good friend of his. Uh, I saw his stuff on Twitter. My heart goes out yeah. to, to Artie Lang. He's definitely going through it, especially for somebody who's gone through recovery like he has. I hope he's, he hangs in there as well. But. Uh, I want to give any words, Diesel, about uh, the great Bob Saget. Yeah, the world of uh, comedy and TV fanatics lost a big one today. Bob Saget was a consummate performer, a dirty, dirty performer, but hilarious. And, you know, we we all lost our dad today. Ron? Yeah, I I forget what show he used to warm up the audience for. But when he, that's basically how he got around. He got, you know, paid first. And then it was an accident that he even got full house. Yeah. Because he was uh, assigned to a different uh, project or something. And it fell through, like, the last day of casting or something. And it was just, like, this whole freak thing that he got it. So, you know, and then America's Funniest Home Videos, like, was on at the same time. So, he, like, he had two top ten shows. Yeah. at the And back then, that, that's a big thing. Yeah. Like, that's something that didn't happen often especially for a stand-up comedian at the time so for that like the guy like we just lost a big one this time like it, this is definitely not one i thought we'd be talking about anytime soon yeah, no. and you know god you know god bless to his family friends you know even the cast of full house and fuller house like because they just lost <clears throat> something major you know it's, it's funny in a in a weird way uh me and diesel are both fans of the legion of skanks and Bob Saget was just at Skankfest. Yeah. And uh, surprisingly, and had this great, great, uh, you know, moment at Skankfest. Like uh, some really cool recordings that came out with him. And uh, it was kind of weird, you know, the jokes. And, and he was on with Miss Pat. And, you know, to, to see that there's the love between him and Miss Pat that I didn't even know about. That was pretty fucking yeah. cool. Like, so it's like this really weird thing. And then all of a sudden, he's just no longer with us. And it's like 2022, you know, 2021, they take, uh, you know, America's grandma, if you will, and 2022 is like, well, fuck it, we're gonna take uh, your dad. So it's kind of like it's it's a real fucking yeah. Yeah. the world fucking sucks right now. Let's just be honest. Let, yeah. Let's just throw it out there. And uh, if you guys aren't familiar with you know the adult stand up comedy career of Bob Saget, if you don't get offended, check it out. It's amazing. He did some great stuff. I used to love the jokes about how he has sitcom dad uh, Tourette's. That's why he <laughs> swears so much. It, it's he was a funny fucking dude man like not just like what you saw he was a funny dude in the family and we grew up especially people our ages with him on full house and everything else and on america's funniest home videos and then to find out he has this whole other career where he whereas i became an adult i could love him as an yep. adult because he was he was a great comic and he was a great stand-up as well it's just like it, it just sucks to lose somebody that multifaceted and that talented as bob saget and like yeah. You know, 65, man, I, I, you know, if you would have asked me when I was a young man, when I, when me and Diesel even first met, when we were 23 years yeah. old, if you would have asked us then, 65 would have, was old, but now that I'm staring down, you know, 39, I'm going to be, you know, this is my last year in my 30s, I realize that 65 isn't that fucking old. No. You know, I'm closer to 65 in a lot of ways than I am, you know, to being 18 again. So it's like, I... It's just, it's just mind-boggling, and it fucking sucks, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, once again, you know, because he's a comedian, let's just say it. We, we, we lose Bob Saget, but Fred Durst is still alive. <laughs> oh, come on. He got them dad vibes going. Dude, I'm just saying. Like, you know how many shitty people are still fucking alive? Oh, yeah. And we lose Bob Saget? Fucking Corey Feldman, still alive. You lose Bob Saget. <sighs> Corey Feldman went through enough, though. <laughs> Not, well, allegedly, he didn't. Allegedly, it was all the hamster. Damn it. <sighs> But uh, Bob Saget, man, definitely yeah. from all of us, you'll be missed. Condolences to his family, friends, and fans everywhere. Let's give him a quick moment of silence because he definitely deserves that.
And you know what, Diesel? Have you ever sucked dick for weed? Because I've sucked dick for coke. I seen it. I was thinking the same thing, though. I, I should have just played the clip, but I, you know what? Fuck it. I, I, you know what? There's no... You got to be honest, though. As a comedian, yes, I'm sad that he's gone. Just like when Norm died, we were all sad as well. But you know what? There's part of it that you know he wants the fucking jokes and the shit to go yeah. on. So yeah. there's, you know, that's the nice part. You know, it's usually hard to come back to do the show, but it's like for fucking Bob Saget, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. He'd rather me just make a fucking dick suck joke and call it a day. <laughs> Might as well make the one that uh, gave the world its first look at him as not the dad. <laughs> fucking, I say in honor, we all go out and suck dick for Coke tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I'm in. Really honor him. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm back in. I'm back in. All right, so uh, we got a little bit of news this week. Not a ton. Once again, very slow. It's that time of year. But uh, we did get a trailer today <laughs> for a show coming to The Peacock. Cock, cock. The what? Peacock. What? Uh, they released the first full trailer to, for Bel Air. It's the dramatic reboot of Will Smith's 90s sitcom, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. The trailer comes ahead of its Super Bowl Sunday premiere. That's right. It's premiering after the uh, after the Super Bowl on the Peacock, as already ordered two seasons of the new series from showrunners T.J. Brady and Rashid Newson. At its heart, Bel Air is a coming-of-age story that celebrates the strength and love of the black family. We have stayed true to the original premises of the Legacy series. Will's life is turned upside down after he is forced to leave West Philly and lands in Bel Air with its gated mansions and wealth. However, our new series brings Will and the Banks family into the world as we know it now. They said, it's been an incredible to bring these iconic characters to life. When you tap them into the cultural pulse of our time, the series was, series was the fabric of so many of our upbringings tied to memories and joy of seeing ourselves represented on TV. So it is important to us to pay respect to its legacy. I've watched the trailer. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I knew this was coming and I've seen the trailer. And I'm going to say this. And I'm not going to go on an epic rant about it, but... This is one of those things in life I didn't need. And I understand some people are going to be like, well, you're a white male. Maybe you don't get it. Here's the problem. I don't care what color you were. And I'm not saying it's diminishing anybody's experience. But the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was an amazing generational fucking show. On so many numbers. It First of all, because of Will Smith and his popularity... He opened up white America's eyes to the plight of many black people. That show dealt with racism. That show dealt with police brutality. That show dealt with being singled out for racism. But also that show taught you that everybody is human. And there was lessons that everybody could learn. I mean, to this day, there is no more touching episode of a show ever then the episode where Will's dad leaves once again, and we have that moment with him and Uncle Phil where he's like, why doesn't he love me? Fucking, I'm tearing up thinking about it, just talking about it. That's how powerful that moment is. And I'm not saying that this show is going to be bad. I'm not saying that not to watch this. But I'm also saying I don't think it could ever fill those shoes. So what the fuck are we even trying for? Why don't we just play the reruns and enjoy? Because I still think that still show stands the test of time today. What is different from now and then? Yeah, different things in society. We've come a long way. We've you know we've taken some step backs. Whatever. But I think the messages from that show still ring tr as true today as they did in the early '90s. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. How do you guys feel about it? Oh, the trailer, like, I. I do kind of enjoy like the uh, the darker, more serious take, but this does not look like it's done well. No, it the way it's shot, even like there's something off about it. And then like I don't know, th these are some iconic characters. Like and I don't like seeing a cool like suave Carlton. No, Uncle Phil does not re remind me of anybody Uncle Philish. Same with Aunt Vi like nothing like strikes out as like this is Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. It's not, it, it's got this really weird feel to it. Like, and it like gives you, like, you actually see the fight, which sends them to Bel Air. Okay, fine. I get it. Uh, kind of a pussy move. If you see the trailer, you'll understand, but it just pretty much sets up what's going to happen at the end of the, the season. Yeah. If you actually watch the trailer, it, it, 
if they don't do that, then it's just what's the what, point? What, what's the point of the whole showing what's happened in Philadelphia? Like, I just, I'm just whatever. I'll, I'll, I mean, obviously, I'll give it a watch, see if it turns anything. But like, I mean, Roadie Josh is you know talking about Yellowstone, and I'm like, I don't get that show. <laughs> like, I, I've watched like I'm because there's only three seasons. Like, I'm like, all right, and it's been background noise. I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I just my, my biggest problem with all of this is just like I uh, over and over again I complain about not making new things or like not taking it. And every time we reboot shows in particular, they never have the magic that they once did. And this is we're talking about a pretty big deal here. And I understand Will Smith is involved, but at the same point in juncture, like this isn't what that show was. That show was a once in a generation show. You know, that show was the 90s, and I mean, I understand he's had as a bad name now, but let's be honest. It was the 90s Cosby show. Yeah. We, yeah. Can, we, we know how Cosby turned out now, but let's not re- forget, in the 80s, Dr. Huxtable was the quintessential black father, if you will. Yeah. And then you went to the 90s, and Uncle Phil became that. And it was, but that show took on so many different challenges and still wrapped it in with the humor, but still gave you the drama, still gave you the real, still gave you, you know, what it was like, you know, for, for you know, like I said, for, you know, I grew up in the projects. So I, I lived a similar experience. I, I have a lot of friends who I grew up with, you know, of all different, you know, colors and everything, but I understand there's a lot of people who didn't. And this was the first time that they probably ever seen, you know, black people in a positive light even. And I'm not trying to be whatever. That's the truth. And you know how many people's lives were probably changed just by that. I mean, that is the importance, I think, of that show. And I'm not saying this show can't be important or it can't be good or whatever. I'm just saying it's got such big shoes to fill that I just don't see it happening. And with the way that everybody likes to do today's shit, I I I don't think it could do it. Yeah. Because that show played on the lines of things and knew how far to go and knew how far to go over the line, and it really got a message home. And like I said, you go back and watch those reruns. Everything stands true today. Oh yeah, you can learn something from that show fucking today. Yeah, because there was the straight comedic parts of that show, and then there was the serious dealing with family issues, dealing with cultural issues, dealing with social issues, dealing with everything. That show didn't shy away from shit. Yeah, yeah, and it turned DJ Jazzy Jeff into a verb. And D- Jazzy Jeff out the door? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, I'll show myself out. He just throws himself out sometimes. It's even better. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good stuff, man. I, I mean, once again, yeah, I, just, uh, I, I hope it does well. I hope it is yeah. well. But I watching the trailer and stuff, I'm like, I just don't get the Fresh Prince feel. I understand they're just calling it Bel Air, but they are rebooting it. Yeah, and it's just, to me, you could have called this something else and told the same story and not tied it in. I really think that the masterpiece, I think that what will bury this show, even if the show is good, what will bury it is the fact that the Fresh Prince is so loved. If you need anything further, the first reunion show they ever did on HBO Max wasn't Harry Potter. It wasn't Friends. They did the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air right after launch, and it got raid numbers, and it was fucking awesome. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Just saying. So season two, we get in a different Aunt Viv? Oh God! If they go full meta like that, I'll appreciate it. That, that I would appreciate a little bit, but hopefully for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's not like the shitty side no, no. reasons that we found out in late years. You know, in the reunion show, even yeah, no, confirms. Just... Uh, we only have one other piece of news this week, by the way, and that of course is that uh, the Amazon original series. Yeah, that's right. They call it an original series. They have the balls to do that. I know what you did last summer <laughs> has been canceled after only one season. And I'm just going to say it fucking deserved to be canceled. <laughs> it, I, could, I said it on this last week's Horror Zone. Literally, they, they should have just called it The Hills Go Dark. Remember the show The Hills on, H, uh, on uh, MTV? That's all this was. They just threw a killer in there just for shits and gigs. It was a fucking horrible series. It was, it, it, it was so loosely based on the actual namesake that it yeah. wasn't even fucking worth it it was just shitty people that you wanted to fucking die to begin with dying and, and in between just being shitty because they're all rich uppity fucking people that you just didn't like yeah 
It's just a fucking dumb idea. I don't know. I know Ron checked it out a little bit. Uh, I like you checked it out as much as I did. I yeah, think you probably it was an episode I, and done. Yeah, I was I was a little busy. So like I said, I I started to try to just get through Yellowstone for Roddy Josh. But like uh, I, like when when I was enjoying Knight Rider reruns on freaking Netflix, <laughs> tells you how this show was. Yeah, I've been watching My Hero Academia. Let's be yeah. honest. I am not upset about that. <laughs> With that being said, though, that's going to do it for this week's news. Uh, like I said, just abbreviated news this week, but. We got a big second half of the show because when we come back, Diesel Movie Triple Stuff, box office, upcoming films, and top three. And then, of course, in place of Diesel's Movie Club this week, well, technically it is a Diesel's Movie Club special, we're going to go over the movies that are coming out in 2022 that you might want to see, some of which you might not know about, because some of them I didn't know about, some of them you're anticipating, some of them you're probably just like, but either way, we're going to go over them, and trust me, you'll learn some of the movies we will be covering in Diesel's Movie Club this year and in bonus episodes. So that is all coming to you right after this break. Greetings, henchmen and loyal subjects. I am Evan the Great. Now I'm JVD. We're your host of the Fictional Battle Podcast, Crossover Collision, brought to you by the Villains Demand. If you love hearing in-depth breakdowns of your favorite characters and what they are capable of doing while fighting in random battlegrounds against other fan favorites, then this is the podcast for you. New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or over on thebuildsman.com. Welcome back to Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. Still got another big week in the box office. Coming in at number five, American Underdog with another $2.4 million. Making all that good Christian money. Oh, oof. The CFL never looked better. <laughs> number Arena f- Football League. Uh, number four this week, The King's Man with $3.3 million. Fun watch. Uh, coming in at number three, debuting the three five five with four point eight million dollars. Right, as I like to call it, Charlie's Angels five and a half, and they still not making money. Yeah, but still new movie. Okay, whatever. Uh, not a new movie, but coming in at number two, Sing Two with twelve million dollars, and it's coming out soon on uh, digital. I think yeah. I think it's launching this week on digital. Probably fucking quick turnaround, but awesome for them. Uh, I saw the whole movie in the trailers, but it looks cute. And again, no surprise, Spider-Man No Way Home with another $33 million domestically. I didn't think nice. anybody was surprised about that, but man, it's making all the monies. Like, it's in closing on, it's getting to rarefied air. There's only a certain amount of movies that have made more so far, ever. Yeah, it made the s- number six spot uh, this week. Yeah. yeah. yeah which, is, up there. which is COVID times, too, so yeah. it's, it would have made a lot more, probably. If it well, you, you got to factor into the uh, surcharges. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's why they did it. Now we got it. Ah. All right. Coming out this week, uh, which will be reviewed next week, Scream 2022. That's right. Can't wait to see it. Scream it's 5. Can't wait to see it. Yes. Um, it, like, uh, you know what, though? It looks mean-spirited as fuck. I'm in. <laughs> and that's about it until the 28th, which uh, we didn't talk about it, but Morbius pushed back again. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. again. Heard, heard the rumors it got pushed back because they wanted to put it in. And Iron- Garfield cameo in it. <sighs> Ironically enough, I will have that in the notes for the uh, movies upcoming because that was pushed back there already. But yeah, so nothing major coming out until the twenty eighth. Uh, so we got a little while, but we'll we'll get into what's coming out shortly. Uh, but this week's top three in honor of Bob Saget, your top three favorite TV dads or oh, father figures. Father figures. All right, this is these oh, man. Good list, man. Rough one. Kind of put some of them over earlier. Uh, so, but at number three, got to throw one at a left curve at you because I always loved it. The dad from Dinosaurs, <laughs> not the mama. That's right, not the mama. Um, what was his name? Number number two is actually is actually going to be Bob Saget. Yep. And my number one because I said it earlier is uh, Uncle Phil. Man, Uncle Phil's one of my favorite father figures of all time. I can't I can't even uh, lie about that. So that's my top three. Ron, my curveball for number three is Gomez Adams. Oh, good stuff. My number two is Phil Dumfrey from Modern Family. Okay. Okay. I, I just <laughs> love his stupidity. Um, and then you got to go with Uncle Phil for number one. Like Diesel. All right. Coming in at number three, I'm going with uh, uh, Hank Hill from King of the Hill. Oh, nice. There you nice. go. <laughs> All right. All right. Number two, we are going to go with Mr. Winslow from uh, Family Matters. 
Always a good one. Yeah. Always good. Same thing as Uncle Phil, which is we're Queen's, Queen's, uh, Clean Sweep. Uncle Phil's yeah. my number one as well. Oh, I yeah. Think. Uncle Phil's, dude, quintessential. If yeah. you're in the 90s, everybody was like, yeah, fuck yeah, Uncle Phil, man. I'm There's, just throwing out there. I don't get that feeling from the, this new Uncle Phil. No. no. <laughs> but you can't, you know. Yeah. Dude, know. Uncle Phil was a, was a great man. That was, that was the saddest parts of that reunion, of course, because he's no longer yeah. with us. And that was just sad. Everybody was lo- loved talking about him. The clips and man, I got teary eyed. Yeah, it's, it's fucking great. And also played the Shredder in TMNT. That's right, baby. He, he, the like, voice he, of the Shredder. Yeah, he, he was like, you know, they were filming an episode. He's like, yeah, I got this audition for, for this cartoon. I don't think it's gonna take off. Something about turtles. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the bad guy or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, but you know, I'm gonna go give it a shot. Great job too, man. All right, that's going to bring us to this week's Diesel's Movie Club. Basically, a Diesel Movie Club extra because we are going to do our 2022 movie preview. I'm going to throw it out there. We're going to be sticking to mostly theatrical releases. Uh, and that's not saying that we won't review during the year or throw in there some of the uh, straight to Netflix or HBO Max or whatever movies as well. I'm just saying we're going to stick to mostly theatrical releases. I know that there'll be some Netflix ones in there in the way. Uh, not coming in here in February, there is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie coming straight to Netflix, which we'll be watching and reviewing over at Horror Zone 607, but we're not going to talk about it here. But we're going to start off because the month of January is kind of low. We already talked about what's coming on January for the most part, uh, and we're talking anticipated. Of course, February 4th, Moonfall. Now, I'm going to say this, though. For the longest time, I was kind of like, oh, this looks intriguing. It's one of those fucking 2012 movies and shit like that. And now they've added aliens in. I don't know if you've seen the no. recent trailer. Yeah, now I'm back out. <laughs> but back also on February 4th, and I know we will be reviewing it because we, we are gluttons for this, is finally Jackass Forever. This was supposed to be my birthday weekend movie. Yeah, Fuckers. unfortunately, they took it away. But it is coming out now, and they have a new trailer out there I just saw today. Very good. Ooh, yeah. Introducing the new cast. You get to do okay. the new cast and crew. Uh, coming up on February 11th, Death on the Nile. That is the new Gal Gadot. Uh, featured movie uh, Rich People on a Boat yeah I saw the trailer for this one this one does zero for me oh come on you don't want to see Rich People on the Boat with Russell Brand the, and Matt Benning the only, been up to? <laughs> the only Rich People I want to see on the boat his names are the uh, Petersons oh hi uh, I know a movie that we will be reviewing and seeing for the show February 18th Uncharted starring a Spider-Man himself uh, Tom Holland and also, uh, we have what Marky Mark is in it as well. Yep. Feel it, feel it, feel the vibrations. You'll always be Marky Mark to me. Marky Mark in his third nipple. <laughs> I gotta be honest, this is my most anticipated of the movie of the year, probably all year, March 4th, The Batman. Yep. <laughs> and I am all in on The Batman. I'm, I'm, I know some people aren't. I'm fucking all in on The Batman. Those people are wrong. Yes. Uh, I know this is a movie Diesel can't wait for. It's one of his anticipated movies of the year. Uh, March 18th, Downton Abbey, A New Era. <laughs> Actually, my dad will probably want to go see that. No, I'm more in for Cyrano at the end of the month. Uh, next up is a movie that I think they'll be right up Ron's wheelhouse, and I'm not joking about this at all, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go see it as well. March 25th, The Lost City, starring yeah. Sandra Bullock, and of course, uh, the sexy man himself, possibly Man Crush of the Year this year, by the way, Channing Tatum. Uh, he could be on that list this year. He's one of my all-stars. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Of course, you already mentioned it. Uh, Morbius will come out on April 1st. It does star one of my definite Man Crush Hall of Famers, Jared Leto. He does look very sexy when he's got his shirt off, uh, when he's all jacked and shit. But I, it's Sony, and I got no hope for that fucking film. We'll be watching and reviewing it, though. Although in April, I am excited for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, of course. That movie, I rewatched that movie, and I'm like, this like something that I didn't think I'd watch twice again or whatever i was like everywhere i'm like it's still it's fun good. it's fun little watch something enough little comedy in it to keep you going yeah. and the, the nostalgia of it being sonic and just i'm like yep it, it, was, a, it was a good movie yeah uh april 15th fantastic beast the secrets of dumbledore um i've never was a harry potter guy as we've yeah. talked about in the past i'm not shitting on it but i'm still i'm still i would take a stand against this because no johnny depp yeah like unless I'm, he makes a secret appearance because after everything but because fucking disney fired him for bullshit yeah fuck off i don't know i, I do love eddie redmayne though that's true he's he's, he's great uh here's one of them that i'm actually interested in by the way uh april 22nd the northman have you heard about this yet no 
Uh, following up to 2019 psychological thriller The Lighthouse, Robert Eggers enlists Alexander Skarsgård, whose Amalith embarks on a quest to avenge his father, Ethan Hawke, and save his mother, Nicole Kidman. The Viking uh, revenge tale takes place in 10th century Iceland and also stars Anya Taylor-Joy, William, Defo- William Defoe, uh, Bjork, and Klaus Bang. Yeah. Great cast. Look how Diesel Norseman looks. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. it's and uh, Robert Eggers. I I really like the Lighthouse. I think you would dig it. It's a horror film, but it's artsy. Okay, so it's not quite. It's uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, William Defoe. Okay, I think you'd really dig it. We should watch it sometime. It's very artsy, so it's not. Yeah. It's not like true horror. That's why a lot of horror people pitch about it. But it's really good. Eggers does a good job. So, I'm I'm in for this one. Uh, there's a movie coming out, and I didn't. <laughs> it's a twenty four, so that should just tell you I'm not gonna like it. April twenty second, Disappointment Boulevard. <sighs> Hereditary and Midsommar Mastermind Ari Aster's third A24 feature will inevitably light film Twitter aflame. Although the logline is vague, an intimate decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time, the cast list is fascinating. Joaquin Phoenix, Meryl Streep, Parker Posey, Patti Lapoon, and giving that the film reunites Aster with cinematographer Paul Porgelzowski for a third time, audiences are sure to be met with plenty of the and an edibly chilling imagery that is a trademark of their partnership. So this is going to be a thriller horror movie like Hereditary and Midsommar, allegedly. Hell of a fucking cast, Yeah, it's got a great cast, though. So I'm on the fence about it. I'll probably see it, let's be honest. Yeah, it's probably going to live up to its name. <laughs> <laughs> May 6th, of course, the big first uh, real Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, hits the theaters. Uh, of course, we will be going to watch that. All I have to say, Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, oh. sold. Uh, here's what I did not know about May twentieth. Diesel Legally Blonde three. Yes. Oh, Al Woods is back, and so is Reese Witherspoon for the third installment of the Feel Good franchise. Though plot details are being kept secret for now, Mindy Kaling and Dan Gore yeah. are penning the script for the film. Okay. Uh, never got into the Legally Blonde franchise, but hey, cool. I, Mindy Kaling's a great writer, so. <sighs> Ron, next movie's for you though. You've been waiting for this movie for two full years now. And May 27th, allegedly, unless it gets pushed back again, you're finally going to get Top Gun Maverick. Hey, I can't wait. I I, I hope there's another volleyball scene that just longer. I'll bring the Kleenex. (laughs) Uh, Ironically enough, a movie we are all looking forward to. And once again, these are all all dates that are coming out now, but you never know. But uh, June 10th, Jurassic World Dominion. I am actually excited for that one. I have like Colin Trevorrow's uh, Jurassic World movies. Yeah, yeah, no, they've been they're really good. Fun. The last one we went, when we went saw the last one, I, they're hanging off the cliff. I just looked at your steps and went, "You realize if we're ever hanging off like that, we're dying, right?" Yeah, we need <laughs> He's like, "I know." <laughs> uh, next up, we got June seventeenth, Lightyear. Of course, that is the Buzz Lightyear Disney oh, Toy yeah, Story yeah. Yep. Uh, spinoff movie, the, the origin story of Buzz Lightyear. I'm excited about that actually. Uh, got pushed back to June 24th. The Black Phone comes out. I'm actually excited to see that movie. That's one that you're on the fence I'm about. I'm on the fence on. Like, Ethan Hawke's uh, the star of that, right? Yes. Yeah. And he looks like a fucking creep. I, I, I want to know why he wears the mask. That's the only reason why I want to see this movie. Yeah. This it looks, it looks yeah, like an interesting yeah. movie, and even Diesel's in, and this is a horror film, and he's usually not in for those. Uh, of course, it's uh, directed by Scott Derrickson, who does a great job, so it should be a real good movie. Uh, June 24th, a movie that I did not know was coming out also, Elvis, an Elvis biopic, uh, starring Austin Butler as the pioneering rocker and Tom Hanks as his savvy manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Boz Lerman's film, so Boz Lerman's doing this film, that's actually decent, (laughs) will chronicle Presley's life and career as the king of rock and roll, focusing on his relationship with Parker. The cast also includes Olivia DeJong, Yola Cordery, uh, Luke Brasky, or Brocky, sorry, Natasha Bassat. Uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr., Dockery Montgomery, Helen Thompson, Richard Roxbury, and David Winman. All right, I'm I'm in. <laughs> I'm in for Hanks. Yeah, and uh, I'm Hanks as the Colonel. Fuck and, yeah. And Boz Lerman does a good yeah. job usually in the director yeah. seat, so that should be a good one. Stupid, useless information about Elvis and Graceland. You know, he didn't even name that name Graceland. Graceland. No, he really? bought it. He bought it as, and it was already named Graceland. And he was just like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the king didn't uh, need to do anything else but steal shit. <laughs> Hi-oh! Whoa! Get that line. Uh, July 1st, Minions, The Rise of Gru comes out. So another spinoff movie from the Minions universe. Gru as a child. Yay. Nice. 
Listen, I like the Minions movies for what they are. I'm not saying they're great. I like them for what they are. But now this is one of the first ones where I don't have a young child, so I don't know if I'm going to see this one. (laughs) Let's be honest. Uh, I do know I'll be seeing this for sure. July 8th, Thor Love and Thunder. Ah, Taika Waititi returns to the director's chair. Natalie Portman returns as Jane Foster. And we get Beta Ray Bill. She, she finally realized that she, we need, she's like, I need that Disney money again. I need to suck it up and do whatever. By the way, and Christian Bale is villain Gore the God Butcher. But we get Beta Ray Bill, damn it. Finally. Yes. Uh, July 15th, we get Bullet Train. Uh, David Lynch, uh, upcoming thriller, features a stat cast, including Brad Pitt, Joey King, Andrew Koji, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Zazie Beats, Logan Lerman, Bad Bunny, our good friend from uh, World Wrestling Entertainment and uh, Latin music name, Sandra Bullock and Karen Fukuhara. As the title implies, the movie is set on a Japanese bullet train where five assassins discover that their missions are all connected. Okay. <laughs> so basically a Brad Pitt movie, but David Leitch is directing it, so that could be good. Smoking aces on a train. <laughs> yep. pretty, pretty much. July 22nd, we get the third horror movie from uh, director Jordan Peele. We get Nope. It is entitled Nope, by the way. The mastermind behind Get Out and Us, Jordan Peele, returns this summer with the mysterious Nope. While the plot has yet to be announced, the film's poster features a stormy cloud with a trail of pennant flags. Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Stephen Ewan are set to star alongside Barbara Ferrara, Brandon Perora, and Michael Wincott. It's a good cast. And also, yeah, he's very tight-lipped on what Nope is about. Yeah. Interesting his name, Nope. Come up with an actual movie title. God damn it. You're a great director, but have an actual movie title. Uh, This is a a Diesel movie, and uh, it's getting uh, talks for Oscars already. Where the Crawdads Sing, July 22nd. Olivia Newman makes her feature directorial debut with this adaptation of Dahlia Owens' best-selling novel set among the remote marshes of North Carolina. Covering a 17-year period, the structure shifts between a young girl's childhood and adolescence living in an isolated cabin and an investigation into the murder of a local football star. Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine and Sony's 3,000 Pictures are producing while Daisy Edgar Jones stars. Okay. So, it's one of those movies catching a lot of uh, early buzz as far as art and uh, yeah. Oscars. July 29th, Black Adam hits the screen. I know... Uh, <laughs> Ron's got yep. this on his calendar. Yes, of course, man same. crush. Possible man crush. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Nope. Don't Worry, Darling hits uh, theaters on September 23rd. Olivia Wilde's second feature directing effort stars Harry Styles and Florence Pugh as a seemingly perfect 1950s couple who become consumed by a dark secret. The psychological thriller also features Wilde in a supporting role with a cast rounded out by... Uh, Jimma Chan, Kiki Lane, Nick Kroll, and Chris Pine. The Warner Brothers movie is uh, set for release on September 23rd. Interesting cast. And uh, Olivia Wilde is director. You knew you, uh, you knew you wanted this one, Diesel. September 30th, Mission Impossible 7. Oh, we're we're not going to stop until 10. <clears throat> They're trying to catch up the, the Fast Fast and F- F9, baby. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 comes out October 7th, and I know we're all waiting for that fucking movie, so let's just put that in the calendars. A movie that I know I'm going to see, I know I'm going to review for Horror Zone at least, and maybe even for this show, but a movie I have zero anticipation for after last year's abysmal Halloween ends. October 14th, Halloween ends. Halloween Kills was kind of the trash. Now we get Halloween ends, yeah. and hopefully it really fucking ends. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, as uh, we mentioned uh, before on Horror Zone, this is going to bring it up to present day. So it's going to take four years after Hall- the, the effects of Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. Because Halloween Kills takes place in 2018 on the same night. This will take place in 2022. So four years in uh, the present. Yeah. Not going to help. <laughs> November 4th, and probably the most excited movie I am to see is for DC, believe it or not, The Flash comes out. Nice. I'm still on the fence about it, because we've gone through so many directors, actors, and everything yeah, else. And but Now, the earlier rumors is it's to erase all the previous DC Extended Universe stuff so they can start fresh. Could be, but we get Ben Affleck and the return of Michael Keaton as Batman. 
Canterbury Glass comes out on November 4th. Uh, Christian Bale reunites with the fighter director David O. Russell for what will inevitably be one of the season's most intense movies. This 20th Century Studios feature has amassed one of the most stacked cast this side of a Tarantino picture with Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Remy Malik, Zoe Saldana, Robert De Niro, Mike Myers, Chris Rock, Anna Taylor-Joy, Taylor, Tyler Swift, Damn. and many more reporting for duty behind the camera. The film is lensed by master cinematographer Emmanuel Lebezinski. This, uh, his first feature since 2017's Terrence Malick project, Song to Song. That's so, a fucking cast. That's a fucking cast, brother. Oof. That is a Tarantino-esque cast, by the way. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, November 11th. And I know we're all in Ryan Coogler is returning to the director's chair, as we know. And uh, they're going to be fixing some stuff. I don't know. I'm still excited for it. Ryan yeah. Coogler. Hey, dude, if Ryan Coogler's in a movie, is directing a movie, I'm going to go see it. Yeah, Coogler's great. And I'm hoping for the return of Michael B. Jordan. I know. I know. Don't get my hopes up, but still. <laughs> November 23rd, we get The Fablemans, one that I didn't know about, but so I'll give you a little synopsis. Because genius never sleeps, Steven Spielberg's next feature is coming out less than a year after his ambitious and critically acclaimed West Side Story, which also made nothing. This coming-of-age film from Universal Pictures is based on Spielberg's childhood, and the director is co-writing it with story scribe Tony Kushner. Michelle Williams, Seth Rogen, and Paul Dano have been cast as key adults in the story, along with a group of child actors that will inevitably nail the nostalgia that Spielberg has made a part of his career. Still not sold, it's the next film with pint-sized Once Upon a Time in Hollywood star Julia Butters, who delivered one of the best performances of 2019 at 10 years old. So that's nice that she's going to be in the movie. Uh, I, I'm not a huge Michelle Williams guy. No. I love Paul Dano, though. Yeah, Seth Rogen, I've kind of fallen out of love with in a lot of ways. But, Fucking turncoat. But Paul Dano. <laughs> December 16, we're getting the Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. So Jason Momoa back as Aquaman. DC's right. trying to put out some shit next year. They, they got to try something. And... And in other news, and we'll wait and see if this is a real fucking date, December 16th, we're allegedly getting Avatar 2, finally. <laughs> Jesus. Allegedly. Ugh. I can't wait. Yay. Also slated for December 21st, the untitled Mario movie starring, of course, Chris Pratt. I can't believe they've got him to play <laughs> uh, tentatively for December 23rd we have I Want to Dance with Somebody directed by Harriet Helmer Cassie Lemons and from TriStar Pictures I Want to Dance with Somebody is the first Whitney Houston biopic authorized by the late singer's estate serving as a look into the pop star's life and career the film stars Naomi Aki as Houston Aston Sanders as Bobby Brown yeah. Stanley Tucci as Clive Davis Nefessa Williams as Robin Crawford and Clark Peters and Tamara Tooney as Houston's parents Sounds like a great cast, by yeah. the way. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see uh, Aston Sanders as Bobby Brown. <laughs> Not going to lie. Stanley Tucci as Clive Davis, too. Yeah. That's a pretty legendary role to step into. Uh, Babylon, December 25th. La La Land director Damien Chavelle will inevitably return to the Oscar conversation with his upcoming tale about classic Hollywood. Details are under wraps, but the, uh, the starry cast is a mix of A-listers. Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Tobey Maguire... Uh, directors Olivia Wilde and Spike Jones, okay, and a deep bench ranging from G uh, Gene Smart to Flea. Although filming wrapped in October, the awards-friendly title moved from a January to December 2022 release date due to COVID shakeups. That sounds like another big one. I love old-time Hollywood stories. Yeah, and uh, Olivia Wilde's been doing great in the director's chair, and uh, Margot Robbie and Tobey Maguire. I'm in. I'll be in for that movie. Uh, undated, but we know it's coming out next year. Knives Out 2, which I know both me and uh, both oh, me and Ron are so super psyched to see. I can't believe I was that dick in that movie. <laughs> uh, we got uh, White Noise, which is an undated film as well. Uh, Noah Bombach once again collaborates with Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig for the Netflix adaptation of Don DeLillo's award-winning 1985 postmodern novel about a professor of Hitler studies and his family who are rocked by an airborne toxic event. A catastrophic train accident that blankets their town in chemical waste. Jody Turner-Smith, Alessandro Navallo, and Don Cheadle's also star. And yes, the band Airborne Toxic Event was inspired to name their band after the story. Okay. Interesting. Uh, there's a movie called Armageddon Time, also undated, uh, from director James Gray. Returns to his old stomping ground of New York for a semi-autobiographical 
drama about growing up in the 1980s Queens. Narrative details are sparse at the moment, though a possible appearance by a younger Donald Trump has been rumored to be in the cards. The cast includes Anne Hathaway, Anthony Hopkins, and Jeremy Strong. Okay. So that's got to be up for an Oscar nomination. Uh, we got Asteroid City. Only reason I'm bringing it up is because A, Wes Anderson turns his camera to Spain for his next director, so Wes Anderson. While plot details are being kept on the down low, the director has assembled a characteristically massive ensemble for his 11th feature. Film including favorite collaborators like Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray, Adrian Brody, and Jeffrey Wright, and new ones like Tom Hanks, Margot Robbie, and Matt Dillon. Ooh. This is a fucking feature, and it's a Wes Anderson film. So I'll be seeing this no matter what. I, I, I When it comes out, we will be seeing this. I promise. Me and Diesel, at least. Bardo, or False Chronicle of Handful of Truths, also undated. Alejandro Gonzalez and Narcios. Latest starring Daniel Chamenez Cacho, Griselda Soliano, and Gratham Coleman is in his first uh, shoot in his native Mexico after several years. Described as a nostalgic comedy, it resolves around a well-known journalist and documentary filmmaker who returns to Mexico on January on a journey, sorry, to face his family and memories as well as the past and new reality of this country. It's getting some uh, Oscar nods, and now that foreign films have become popular, I, I can see yeah. it getting some nods. Here's one that I know you'll be waiting for. Blonde, currently undated, Ana de Aramas is Marilyn Monroe and director Andrew Dominic's adaptation of Joyce Carol Oates' novel of the same name. The film has been a decade-long project for Dominic with actresses like Naomi Watts and Jessica Chastain once attached to the role. After seeing a rough cut, Oates called the film startling, brilliant, very disturbing, and perhaps most surprisingly, an utterly feminist interpretation Dominic reportedly is sticking with an adults-only NC-17 version of the cut. Ooh. That is fucking ballsy. Yeah. But, of course, Ana de Armas, if you do not who know who she is, uh, she could be up for Woman Crush of the Year this year. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, we got a movie, and uh, bringing it up, and I'll give you the description because it's called Bones and All. It's undated currently, but it'll be uh, Tyler Russell and Timothy Chalmette starring Luca... Guadadame's latest feature, his first set in the U.S., Mark Raylance, Michael Stolenberg, Andre Holland, Jessica Harper, Chloe Savang, and David Gordon Green co-star in the horror-tinged story adapted from Camille DeAngelis' novel about an unusual young woman who hungers for acceptance and an intense drifter who takes a thousand-mile road trip to confront their otherness from society. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I was just happy because we got Timothy uh, Chalmette. David Cronenberg's returning for the first time since 2014 to direct a movie called Crin or Crimes of the Future. Sorry, Bayoud by Trace Cheek, cast including Kristen Stewart, Viggo Mortensen, and Les Sedoux. The film shares a title with and is rumored to be a remake of the director's 1970 short film and would likely be a horror-based feature evoking the classics such as Scanners and Videodrome. Which Cronenberg, you know, he, he's the master of body horror, so Diesel probably shan't be watching this one. <laughs> you never know, though. We could talk him into it. And uh, last but not least, we have the killer, undated. David Fincher continues his partnership with Netflix with the adaptation of Matt's and Luke Jokoma's graphic novel. The Assassin's Story features a script from Seven Scribe, Andrew Kevin Walker, and is set to star Michael Fassbender. The Killer will be Fincher's first film since the divisive awards darling, Mank. Okay. So Fincher back in the director chair doing award stuff. Overall, how are you feeling about the 2022 slate? Obviously, there's more coming out. That's just a bunch of them that are coming out. A lot of them that will be picked and some that I didn't know about that I wanted to share that caught my eye. Yeah, there's a lot of good movies coming out this year. Uh, a lot of them I'm really looking forward to and a lot of that are like, eh, 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 eh. if I see him, I see him. Chances are I won't. <laughs> No, uh, Ron? Yeah, that's fine. It's a good list. I mean, DC's coming, you know, strong with yeah. their two movies. Hopefully, Flash is as good as we're hoping, even though it's been run through the ringer three or four times. Aquaman was always a fun watch. Uh, they, I want to see where they go with that, definitely. Um, but, you know, all the other ones that, you know, the original idea ones that are coming out and stuff, like, it's always, there's going to be a sleeper in there somewhere that, oh, yeah. that we'll end up seeing somewhere. Uh, so, it's always fun. 
yeah I'm I'm can't wait and uh, like I said there's a lot of them in there and there's gonna be a lot that are either gonna be reviewed on this episode during Diesel's movie club or will be reviewed as bonus episodes so make sure you're staying focused for the show for all of 2022 to get some of the best movie reviews and honest movie reviews that we can do here at the three fat nerds podcast with that being said, though, we're coming to almost the end of the show, which means it's time to pay some bills. It means it's time for some shameless plugs. Of course, that means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. Do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You type in three fat nerds into any podcast provider, and booyah, kasha, there we are. Remember, always use the number three instead of the word three in everything we talk about. That's the easiest way to find us. Of course, also make sure you are either follow or subscribe to the show so the show gets delivered to you each and every week automatically. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. There you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review. Help us spread the word of nerd. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 3 Fat Nerds Pod. Remember, for all of the social medias, use that hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. And if you need to email us, 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Of course, make sure you tune in every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you're a wrestling fan to twitch.tv slash 607podcast as every Monday night we bring you 607TWS. Myself and Ken M from the ODPH Podcast talking all things pro wrestling. Of course... Make sure you follow 607 Podcast on Twitch because we do movie nights, we do pay-per-views with live reactions and commentary, and so much more to come in the new year. You're not going to want to miss out over there on Twitch. Also, if you would like to support the show for as little as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content, you can do that over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Like I said, it's two tiers, $1 and $3. And you know what? We appreciate it. It helps do everything we do in podcasting and streaming, and you get a ton of bonus content over there, including the new pilot that we're te- still teasing around with the name, calling it 3FN After Dark currently, but that name's probably going to change before it really goes live. And it's already out. The first pilot episode is out, and we'll have another episode out this month. Plus, you get everything else like Love is Scary, I Love Movies, and of course, the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast brought to you each and every week early with bonus content, because of course, it's uncut, unedited, and uncooked. All that and more over there. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. I need you guys to do me a favor. Go to your browser. Put in your hypertext... Uh, God damn it. Ah, I lost. Ah, whatever. HTTP colon backslash backslash eight one double deuce P R O T O D U C T I O N S dot com. Yeah, we got there. Eight one two do productions dot com. Yeah, yeah, Diesel. Yeah. I'm leaving all that fucking in. Because whenever I eat shit, I have to leave it in. Three hours later. <laughs> Made me cough on that laugh. Eight one two two productions dot com for all things eight one two two productions. Find out more about the Three Fat Nerds podcast. Find out more about Horror Zone 607, 607 TWS, musical acts that you hear on the show that provide us their music so we can have copyright-free music, such as the people who do our theme song, Shout at the Robots, Tom Jolo, who you heard on the show as well. Also, Second Suitor, uh, the Jasons from West Virginia, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, Floodlands, and so much more. There's links to their, their, their social medias. There's links to their Spotify, YouTube music, and, of course, Bandcamp accounts. Make sure you support all those great bands because they support us. There's friends of the show like Sci-Fi Horror Fest coming up in August. And, of course, our friends, the Ocho Duro Parley Hour Podcast. So much more over there at 8122productions.com. You know what else is there? There's links to the uh, to, to the, the store. There's there's You can go buy swag. You can literally go buy some sweet-ass merchandise and help support the show. There's links to Patreon, to Twitch, all those links I mentioned earlier. By the way, if you forget any of those links or even 8122productions.com itself, it's simple. Look in the uh, liner notes for this show. But you can shout out there they are. Just click the hyperlinks. But 8122productions.com is all you really have to remember. Also on there is our local sponsors, but we're going to give them a shout-out right now. First up is the people who provide us with the 8122production Studios. That's right, it's Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, dragonmastergames.com. And if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607, and you want to find out about any events or things going on at the shop, make sure you follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your right, the dumb three-bedroom sent you. Ronald! One out of ten stars. Awful. 
Holy Lord. I cannot understand why The Lord of the Rings and Fellowship of the Ring was nominated for so many Oscars. In fact, my fellow man, I think this film should be shipped right out of every multiplex cinema in the country. I will never engage into this ring's tale about wizards, hobbits, and dragons. I hope the film chokes and has a severe case of ring around the collar on Oscar night. I did not like anything about this film. The wizard should be locked up in the Oz prison. The hobbits were eerie, and the dragons should have just stayed in their dungeons. All in all, the only finger that would fit in this ring story would be... I think you can fill in the blanks. Star failure. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks people. Not anything? Nothing? He's like, I agree wholeheartedly. (laughs) I can't believe you found my old review. (laughs) With that being said... Uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Hopefully, you guys had a great, entertaining week with us once again. Next week, uh, we got you know same bat time, same bat channel. We'll have another great show where we bring you some funny, we bring you our opinions, we bring you your takes, nerd news, and more, and also our review of Scream 2022, or better known as Scream 5. Either way, and uh, you know all that and more next week. But until then, all I have to say is, well, next week I'll also be a year older. But take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly. Later, nerds. Later. Keep fucking Kimmy Gimbler. <laughs> Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. I want you to get it. I want you to understand. I'm doing the best I can, but not as good as I want to be. I just want to get just want to comprehend that I have to make amends with the monster inside of me, but I keep forgetting things I need to know. Where I'm from becomes the great